0: Hello, fellow Shellheads. It's Sergio. We've got a great episode coming for you momentarily, but I have a question. Do you want to be on Shellheads? Well, here's your opportunity. This year, for Christmas, we are asking some of our favorite people, what are your favorite Ninja Turtles things? Is it a comic? Is it a comic series? Is it a TV series? Is it a character? Is it a vehicle? Is it a concept? We want to hear from you. Between now and December 14th, Give the reality breached phone number a ring. Uh, That number is 657-339-0426. And leave us a voicemail. Let us know what your favorite Ninja Turtles things are. The voicemail needs to be around two to three minutes and include up to three of your favorite Ninja Turtles things. Again, it could be anything. It could be a memory that you had as a child. It could be a toy that you had as a child. It could be a breakfast cereal. Whatever your favorite Turtles things are, we want to hear it. So again, give us a call at 657-339-0426. That is the reality breached voicemail number. Do not be shocked when I'm speaking in reality breached voice. But leave us a message there, and assuming we can understand what you're saying, your voicemail may be included on Shellheads. So get them in. Again, the cutoff day is December 14th. That's 657-339-0426. Enjoy the show. Welcome to a brand new episode of Shellheads, a TMNT podcast. Uh, My name is Sergio. Uh, I'm your host. Uh, uh, Here with me is, surprise, the same guy who's here every time. Your other host, Jeff. How's it going, Jeff? hey It's going really well, Sergio. How's it going for you? Gotta figure out how I'm gonna buy my kids Christmas and, and also continue to buy all this dumb Ninja Turtle stuff that's being released. Yeah. Uh... Because it's it's all over the place, man.
1: Can you sell
0: two of their kidneys of their kidneys? The children's kidneys? Probably yeah, they just need they just need one. That's right. Just, just yeah. Yeah. Just take yeah. Just take it to GameStop. They'll give us give me twelve dollars. Uh, I mean, there you could get
1: more than that. <laughs> if you're interested, let me know. I know a guy.
0: You, you know, a guy.
1: I know a guy. Top dollar. Uh, Top
0: dollar. (laughs) Well, Jeff, we have some comic books to talk about this time. We do, Sergio. Yes, but we will get to that when we get to that. Uh, Before that, we have a lot, actually a lot to talk about. We thought we were going to come in with no, no topics prior to the topic, but we actually have a bunch of stuff to talk about. So what's the first segment, Jeff? It's time to see what's in Sergio's box. Sergio's box is is packed pretty tightly this 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 week, is it? It really is. Ooh. So I got all kinds of stuff. So let's let's just start from the top. Um, some of these are are expected. Uh, I, I got the 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 Neca Wingnut and Screw Loose two pack. Mm-hmm. Which fantastic. It just it just looks wonderful. Uh, I also got the Neca dirt bag and Ground Chuck. Both of those came directly from NECA. Very nice. Now, those are those are beefy babies, right? They Yes, those are some fat, some fat boys. <laughs> Big like, heavy pigs. Yeah, yeah. Worth every every like they put every dollar's worth of plastic into those things. And I I, I posted this on, on our Instagram page like these right now the stuff that NECA is releasing right now is probably the best looking stuff they've done oh yeah very wingnut screw loose yeah like dirt bag ground chug and uh chrome dome yeah fantastic they're just on point and it's you know
1: i i see it from from two sides like the the thrill of the hunt which leads to a lot of disappointment uh a lot of times but again you take out the middleman and just get it online which i you know if you can you know evade uh scalper bots and all this other crap um just we want all the nice things let's just let us get them easier but it is getting easier to find the stuff in stores as i
0: was at target the other night and saw all of those on the shelf right right like our target has finally gotten stocked again they've got a bunch of stuff up there yeah um Let's see, what else did I get? Oh, speaking of Target, uh, I found uh, a few of the new Funkos. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found the Mikey, uh, the Don, and the Leo from the, the Secret of the Ooze set that they're that they're just now releasing. Oh, nice. Uh, they had a Raphael, but the box was damaged just enough for me to say, eh, I can wait. Yeah. Uh, so uh, what, what I did is I canceled my three pre-orders that I had with uh, Big Bad. For Mikey, Don, and Leo, so I don't have to pay the four dollars shipping on those. And if I see any of the other ones in store, I'll cancel those other pre-orders. Otherwise, they'll be shipped directly to my door. Oh, good. Uh, let's see. If we're also speaking about um, exclusives, uh, our, our local Walmart had some some turtle stuff. And and actually, Russ was asking me about the 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 this just the other day. Uh, the Neca Tmnt toy capsules 9 pack. Okay. Do you have any idea what that is? He sent me an image of it and
1: I thought they were like what was it those pogs or whatever like the the things that you turn inside out and lay on the ground and they pop up. <laughs> That's no. exactly what that looked like to me. Or, I don't think they're called pogs, whatever, you
0: know, you know what I mean. The, yeah, I know I know what you mean. Uh, what the, what what's the actual thing is, is it's a plastic bag full of what is basically, you know what you get out of vending machines? You turn the knob and then the capsule comes out and there's like a little trinket. Yeah, capsule toys. Yeah, yeah. They're capsule toys. Uh, These are just nine capsules with dumb little trinkets in them. And I I bought a couple of the bags because, (laughs) you know, I need one to open and one to not open. Yeah. And tremendously disappointing. Really? Just, just. No, I, I got it for like 10 bucks. So does it look like something off wish? No, no. Like every everything that was made was of quality. It's just stuff that I wouldn't purchase on purpose. Hmm. Like what, the, uh, one, what one of the capsules to... you open and, and there was a there was a set of shoelaces. Oh, in in one of the capsules was a little uh, like a magnet that's like a like an, an inch by three quarters of an inch. There was a a keychain that was small enough to fit in one of the capsules. There was a little uh, j- just nothing of significant value. Uh, I I I, th- I think the, the 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 coolest thing in any of the capsules that I opened was is it called a Mylar pin? You know those pins that you you get and you put on hats and lapels, yeah. and stuff, like a like a lapel pin. Yeah. That had Raphael's face on it. Oh. Uh, from the first movie. Huh. So it was weird looking. Cause see,
1: and that's and that's a shame because when I when I think capsule toys are just capsules in general, like I, I always go to like in Japan they have these amazing capsule toys. Um, I've gotten some like. Uh, Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess, Shadow of the Colossus, stuff like really good quality stuff. Um, And I kind of, you know, it's kind of a shame. Welcome
0: to America, baby. I know. Disappointing capsule toys. Yep. Well, I have them. So there's that. You know, I can check that off my list. Uh, Let's see. We've talked a lot about the loyal subjects. Yes, we have. And their best action... Like figure line, right? Yeah. And we talked about there being like a like a grayscale or or a gray like action version of the turtles that that Walmart was getting. Yeah. Well, Walmart had them in store. Oh. So I picked them up, canceled my my pre order, and now that I have them in box in my house, it, it's it's upsetting. And and let, let me let me go through some these reasons. Are you ready? I am, but well, let me ask you this before you get
1: into that. Are they more, is it more disappointing than the Playmates rehashes?
0: Um, no. No, no, because these technically are new molds. Okay. So they're just a variant of, you know, the the, the first mold that they did. But the, the, the I don't know if you've seen the packaging on these babies. They're packaged in a pizza box. Yeah. The problem with that is that... They're supposedly based on the comics because they're you know black and white or they're grayscale or whatever, and they yeah. all have red masks on, so they're clearly based after, on the comics. And in the comics, the turtles were not big fans of pizza. Yeah, ooh, that I can see where that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, IDW did this exact same thing when they did their their color reprints uh, in uh, in hardback. All of the hardbacks were were designed like, you know, dingy pizza boxes. And while that's a cute aesthetic, it doesn't fit thematically with the stories that are in the books. And for these figures to be in a big pizza box again, it's adorable, but it doesn't fit thematically. Um, Speaking of which, uh, there are numerous different Ninja Turtles logos and, and when you see the logo, you can very easily tell, oh, that's the one from the original cartoon, or that's the one in the original comic. You would expect this one, being a box full of turtles based on the original comic, there, there would be a logo on it that lines up with that. No. Can, can, can you just give me a guess as to what logo is on it? 2K3? Oh, God, no. That would be even farther <laughs> out of whack. No, this is the, this is the logo from the Nickelodeon television show. Like oh. the 2012. Yeah, that that one. Yeah, that's way out of whack. Yeah, but it's black and white. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's not cool. It's not cool. And that's just the packaging. Like, looking at the figures, like, I'm not going to complain about the molds because the molds are about what I would expect from a $75 Set because it's seventy-five bucks for four oof. figures. That's not that bad. Oof, that's oof. But two NECA two packs are a hundred. Well, that is true, but oof. Yeah, these these are like limited edition, retail exclusive. It's a four pack, so seventy-five is that's reasonable. Where was that in the store? It was in the
1: um collectible section. Every time I go by, I did not even see that
0: the other night that I went. Yeah, so. So the masks are red, there's blood on like their are you know, their plastron on their skin and whatnot. So there is some color there, but they chose for to make the accessory that is a pizza slice black and white. And <laughs> not red? Not red, not not pizza colored. It's a black and white slice of pizza. Didn't even color the pepperonis. Yeah, it's real weird. Real weird. But probably the most distressing thing and the thing that is probably going to turn off a lot of collectors and a lot of uh, out of box collectors is that the plastic, like the color, the, the, the color of the plastic is not consistent. So, like, there's 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 a joint on the thigh of these turtles where they obviously used a different kind of or a different mixture or whatever of plastic from the legs to the like to the torso and it's slightly off, which kind of breaks the whole thing for me. Ouch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, We don't do ratings of action figures on this, but I would give this middle of the road best at, at, at best.
1: Like one and a half black and white
0: slices? <laughs> no, I wouldn't go one and a half like. One black and white slice. Like uh, maybe two and a half, maybe, maybe two, two, two and a half, something like that.
1: Two and a half. Okay.
0: Out of, out of five. Yeah. It's, it, it, I don't know. I, I wasn't expecting it to be amazing. Right. But I did expect one person in like in the planning office to be like eh, pizza box. Really? There could have been. Well, Jeff, that's what's in my box. All right. Did you get anything? I did not. Oh. Oh. Well, um I guess that means it's time for our next segment. What is that, Jeff? It's time for the news. I swear, like your 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 delivery of that is getting more and more cartoonish. I love it. Uh, what you're in charge of news this week. I, I literally said, Jeff, whatever you, whatever news you deem fit to report. So I'm almost scared.
1: I oh, don't be scared. Um, uh, let, me see, let me pull this up here real quick. Uh, so our first piece of news, um, uh, for those of you that are familiar with, uh, Super Seven and their. Reaction figures and their ultimate you know uh releases of the uh original playmates uh Ninja Turtles figures basically you know beefed up you know superposable you know interchangeable heads all that great stuff mm-hmm. um they have announced uh that they are making the ultimate party wagon, yeah, and this is probably the best looking party wagon I've ever seen. Fully detailed, um, you know, decorated interior, uh,
0: just all kinds of stuff. It is, it is, it is quite, quite a party wagon. I don't know if I'm going to say it's the best I've ever seen. Uh, th- th- there, there is like a, there's somebody's making one that is supposed to fit the of figure's And I think I like it more, but it's not an official release, so I'm, I guess, Mm. throwing that out. But how much does this party wagon cost, Jeff? Well,
1: this is going to be a party pooper, uh, because this baby will run you
0: $450. Plus shipping. Plus shipping. Which I'm sure shipping is going to be, I'm sure it's going to, they're going to have to, like, crate it up. Because it's so big.
1: Yeah. Because it will fit all the, uh, the, uh, the ultimate
0: speakers. Uh, shipping uh, is $43 to get it to my house. Wow. Yeah. So you're looking at. About 500 bucks. Yeah. I'll include a link. Yeah. Yeah. On, on the website. Like it's, it's a substantial little thing. and, I love that it exists four hundred dollars is about yeah. what I would have predicted it would have been, yeah, it's not what I wanted it to be, but I'm luckily, I'm not collecting the ultimates line right because I would be very, very angry, yeah, yeah, it's quality stuff yeah i i i, I think I think fans were expecting between two and three hundred, yeah, that would have been a little more it it would have been easier to wrap our minds around but nearly five hundred dollars is that's half of a grand yeah and i you know i like i kind of had a feeling
1: that it was going to be high because the thunder tank from thundercats popped up to be really high and i'm like ooh, no thank you yeah hmm.
0: Hmm. well the good news is is you can still pre-order it right now on the super seven website for four hundred and fifty dollars, uh, along with all four of the turtles. So if you want to drop a cool six hundred and seventy dollars, yeah, there might you... be payment
1: plans <laughs> instead of having to blow you know
0: the, just just you know that whole chunk at once. Yeah, apply for a credit card just to uh, buy some Super Seven stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yep, pre-orders close on December fourteenth.
0: Okay, well, we got some time. You got some time. Yeah. What's this? This kidney talk you were talking about? Oh
1: yeah. Yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah.
1: What's next? Next up, we get our first look um at the Catwoman from Channel Six, <laughs> uh, and then like Channel Six crew uh multi pack. From NECA.
0: Yeah, yeah. They they finally released the official packaging for this stuff. And it's taken a lot longer than I expected it to, because this was supposed to be like a Comic-Con thing. Yeah. And it's December. Well, you know, COVID. I know, but don't say it's a Comic-Con thing if you have no intentions on releasing it near Comic-Con. Right. At least I think it was supposed to be a Comic-Con thing. Who knows? This yeah. This post says, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Comic Con bundles, yeah. So mine shipped today. Oh wow. So but by the time we're talking next time, uh it is very likely I will have these. I'm I'm still absolutely stunned that there's not a regular April in this package. It's really weird Um
1: that they're doing the you know, cat April. Um, instead, since it was so hard to find regular April, mm-hmm. so hey, NECA, make more April,
0: like, for regular April, so people can get it. No, they, they 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 still have obscure characters from season seven to release. <sighs> this is, Isn't this like, what, the second time you get Vernon?
1: <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> if we can get Vernon twice, we can get freaking regular April O'Neil.
0: That's true. No, this just, is like this is kind of a regular Vernon. Like he's wearing a headset. Yeah. Oh, but no, the headset's detachable. It's regular Vernon. Yeah. That's hilarious. It is cool that we're getting Irma. Yeah. So. Mm. Lots of great. Accessories.
1: I love that the box looks like channel six on the side. Yep.
0: Yep. She's really, really cool. Um, and there's all, yeah. there's, there's a boatload of accessories in that thing that th- we were talking about beefy babies. Yeah. There's like, there's like lighting fixtures and stuff behind all the figures. Like it's, it's a, again, a fat boy. Yeah. Um, yeah. to, to put this in perspective, to buy the April O'Neil versus Foot Soldier two pack on eBay, you're looking at about 180 bucks. Whew. There's one going for 150, but that's crazy. Yeah, it, it ain't cheap. The thing, nope. <laughs> the, the thing was originally 50 bucks. What's next? Uh, we have a artist series of
1: TMNT and T. Funko Pops exclusive to Target. Mm-hmm. I I I I sense. Uh, what is that that I sense in your voice? Disdain. Some, oh, okay, yeah. There That's we go. That's what it's that good,
0: is, Jeff. Good fat beefy word. So I collect a lot of Funko Pops. Yeah. And I try to keep my collect my, my collection down to very specific runs. Like I I have all the. Back to the Future ones, I have all of the South Park ones. And obviously, I have all the Ninja Turtle ones. And I've I've paid a significant amount of money for a few of them. But I'm a collector, and that's what I do. In the past calendar year, they have released and or announced one, two, three full sets of turtles on top of two giant turtles Like, two giant figs, and this weird artist series. Yeah. Slow down, bro. Like, I will give give you my money, just slow down.
1: Give people some some time to breathe. Yeah. And to give you an idea what these look like, it's basically if someone gift-wrapped the turtles. mm Mm-hmm. That's it, in green wrapping paper.
0: Yeah, but they neglected to wrap their figure or their weapons and their masks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure there's something there's like a real cool art something. I'm sure it's not even that cool, but I pre-ordered the first two. Like I'm, I'm a sucker. Uh, pre-ordered Donatello and Michelangelo. Mm -hmm. They're, they're currently available for pre-order on target.com. If you, if you don't want to try to track them down, Mm -hmm. but they are $25 a piece. Ouch. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, and I'm going to go ahead and jump in with a piece of news that I don't think you have on your list, uh, and that is the other Jumbo Funko that I that uh, I we haven't talked about. Jumbo Funko. Jumbo Funko. Before
1: we get to that, uh, uh, do note that Raphael, Leo, and Splinter will round out that set. That's right. That's that's 125 dollars worth. Yeah, and Mikey's like the Secret of the Us
0: version, which is odd. Why? Why not? Why not? Yeah. So the Jumbo Funko I was talking about, or technically it's called uh no it doesn't even, it's not even it's like a Big Fig I don't even know what they're called. Big Fig. Big Fig. It's a GameStop exclusive. It is a Big Fig of the Super Shredder. Ooh, I know uh somebody's gonna be very excited about that. Yeah, it's uh it's thirty five bucks. Uh the expected date of arrival is not until March of twenty twenty two. Get your pre orders in if, if that's if that's something you're into. It'll it'll fit real nice right next to the, the, the jumbo or the, the big fig of Michelangelo they just released. Yeah.
1: It's basically a Super to eat like a a power mushroom from Mario
0: Brothers. Yeah. It's about, it's about a foot tall. Yeah. Ha ha. Uh-huh. What's up
1: next? Next up, uh, Kevin Eastman is apparently selling a uh, 1990s Turtles movie leather jacket, a film crew jacket. Yeah. It's yeah. gorgeous, it, it's really cool. Like you've got the logo on the uh, on the right side, um, and then on the back it has all four turtles, which it looks like it kind of looks
0: like Michael Dooney's art. Oh, let me see. That's very possible. Yeah. I, it's it's like he does sell some really cool stuff. Yeah, he's got like warehouse full of stuff. Uh, I don't know if that's Dooney though. I think that might be Eastman and Laird. Like at a glance, it looked like. Yeah. Did. It does not say in the listing, uh, but it's the, the 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 opening bid was three hundred dollars. As of right now, it is seven hundred and fifteen dollars. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it is from the actual. Um, from what I understand, from the production. Like the, the movie crew got these jackets, so it was an extremely limited run. Yeah, it'll go out in the thousands. Oh, without a doubt. It still has a whole week left. Yeah. One of our listeners is going to bid like three, th- three grand on it. Yeah, probably. And then if, it, if they do win it, we need to hear from you. Yes. Uh, and of course, it comes with a certificate of authenticity, uh, which makes sense. It's coming directly from from Kevin Eastman. And, you know, if you get it and you are in our area, we would love to try it on. (laughs) It is a size extra large. (laughs) If that makes makes any difference. Yeah. (laughs) Man, that thing's cool.
1: Like crew jackets, like from movies and TV shows like back in the day or just, you know, I don't I don't think they do them nearly as much as they used to. But, man, I've seen some great
0: stuff. Stuff was amazing. Yeah. Like if this thing goes for three grand, like just think that's that's six Super Seven Party wagons. Yeah. Oh, that's so low. <laughs> oh, that's so low. <laughs> oh man, what's next, Jeff? Well that's all the news that I've got, Sergio. Really? I thought I thought there were some things that we were gonna Oh wait, yes. There
1: is another one. I, I did not write it down in my notes, uh, but I have okay. it pulled up here. Um, the Loyal Subjects that you love so much.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, they're doing more figures. Uh, This time we're getting a four-pack
0: Foot Soldiers. Yeah, I don't know how we missed this, because I pre-ordered these things like two months ago. Yeah. And somehow oh, we yeah. didn't talk about them.
1: There's a lot to keep up with. Yeah, of, yeah. Crunch, you know. Um, so you've got a Kind of a sky Medium blue one You've got a yellow Silver and purple Which very much mirroring the uh, Arcade game mm-hmm. uh,
0: Look um, And they look, they look pretty good oh, oh of course they do In the pictures Jeff Yeah we'll wait and
1: see how they look up close Yeah And these are also Walmart exclusives they're set to release for the same price as the one that you mentioned,
0: in March of
1: 2022.
0: Pre-orders yeah. are up now. Yeah, I'm sure they're not flying off the shelves either. It's it's four foot soldiers. Like outside of Army builders, who's a, who's you know, yeah, lining up to buy four foot soldiers. Eh, never know. Um, there was one more oh? that we didn't talk about last week. We thought we almost talked about it last week but we weren't quite sure of the the validity of it uh but now it's pretty pretty clear that it's real. Uh the Samurai Leonardo? Yeah. Uh let's see. When you google Samurai Leonardo, you actually get a lot of stuff. That's not the right way to do this. Okay, it's available at 5ktoys.com. Uh-huh. As of right now, it is sold out. Oh. Um I I like it says that it's from Fury Toys. It is a, a one twelfth scale Samurai Turtles Wave One Assassin's Spring. Whatever that means. I guess that means it's coming in spring. Uh the first one that they have images of is uh Leonardo. Mm-hmm. Looks cool. I don't know if it's it's not really my speed. But the pre-order is sold out, you, but you only had to put in a $5 deposit to pre-order. Wow. Let me shoot a link over to you, Jeff, so you can comment on it. All right. There See you go. Bad boy looks like. And I've I've never heard of 5K toys. I haven't either. I've also not heard of Fury toys. Seems like there's a new company popping up every week. Turns out there's a lot of money in collectibles right now. Yeah. So, hmm. Is that the only place you can pre-order it? That, that, that might, maybe. Yeah, it's it's very odd that it's just that one website that has it. I'm hoping it's real. I guess there is the, the you know, small chance that it's just an unlicensed figure that's going to be cease and desisted
1: that very well could be um, looks cool looks cool
0: yeah you got any
1: uh comments um it does definitely look like it's an unlicensed uh figure they do a lot of uh cuz you don't see teenage mutant ninja turtles anywhere on it um they do a lot of uh third-party unlicensed Transformers figures. Of course, they name them all different things, but they look exactly like, you know, with, you know, their G1 or whatever counterparts. You know, um,
0: you might be onto something because this does not say Ninja Turtles anywhere. And there's no... It doesn't it say loading? Leonardo anywhere. Nope. It's just a Samurai Turtle who happens to have swords and blue Mm-hmm. Hmm. fascinating looks- that's true it still looks pretty cool well Jeff I-, I think that does it for news it does with that said let's take a quick break great job team head back to base for debriefing and cocktails hey everybody no time to die has hit theaters if you're not listening to debriefing and cocktails you're only really getting half the story join me Sergio, and Reed Walker, the brains behind Reality Breached, uh, as we watch and comment on every single James Bond movie. And now that No Time to Die is out, we've done all of them. Check us out on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit RealityBreached.com for more details. Well, Jeff, we're back. That means it's time for our main topic. Uh,
1: What is our main topic this time? We're diving back in to some good
0: old Archie comics. Yeah, yeah, like, this is a real, um... Uh, kind of a real weird chunk of comics that we read. Because, for the most part, the turtles are nowhere to be seen. Yeah. It's real weird. <laughs> <laughs> why, why? Why? Why is
1: it so weird, Jeff? Well, because... We're covering the mighty mutanimals...
0: Yeah, yeah, but I like I we I guess we could have done an episode that was just like Mighty Mutanimals issues one through nine, but I don't I don't think that really does this this the story the service it needs. Mm-hmm. So basically, where we left off last laugh, laugh time last time was the arc right prior to this Mutanimals arc in the story. So where we're picking the story up this time is Mighty Mutanimals issue number one. And when I say Mighty Mutanimals issue number one, I don't mean one number one of the three-issue miniseries. What I mean is the number one of the quote-unquote ongoing series. Uh, mm-hmm. It came out in April of 92, and this was kind of Archie's and, and you know, vis-a-vis Mirage's push to see if these characters could stand on their own. Yeah. Uh, what characters are are in the Archie version of the Mighty Mutanimals? We've got Ray Filet,
1: Mondo Gecko, Wingnut and Screwloose, Jaguar, Leatherhead. I can't remember the last dude's
0: name. <laughs> that would be Dreadmon, Dreadmon. Dreadmon! Dreadmon! Like in 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 my head, that's exactly how he talks. Oh, we
1: see him talking a little bit more like Dismon.
0: Yeah, my name is Dreadmon, Mon. Yeah. And while this does seem like a pretty pretty uh, diverse cast of characters, it, I, I I will note that there's not a lady in in it at all. Not in the not in the team, no. No, there there there's no lady in this team. Which I'm not going to say that's why it wasn't successful. Probably had nothing to do with it, but this this book ran for nine issues. Uh, That's it. Uh, Today we're covering issues one through six uh, and a couple of Ninja Turtles issues that tie into the end of this arc. Uh, And we do get to learn more about these characters, where they come from, uh, especially the ones we don't have much backstory on. Uh, Before we dive into the nitty gritty of the actual story. What did you think? Because this because this is technically a, a different book. This is like a companion book with its own story, right? Um, it's really weird.
1: Um, like I feel like that I either per- picked up and purchased a few issues when I was a kid, or I picked it up off the rack and just kind of flipped through it while I was waiting for you know. My dad to do grocery shopping or whatever, you know. Yeah. Um. I'm kind of speechless because it's just like, eh, I could take it or leave it.
0: <laughs> That's a okay. That's definitely an opinion. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah. Uh. <clears throat> like, I like these books. As much as I like the Archie, like, Turtles run. Really? Well, just because, to me, they're one and the same. Okay. You know, like, this story, it weaves directly into the adventure the Turtles is, you know, Turtles are on, and then, you don't know this because you haven't read issues seven, eight, and nine, but after issue nine, it weaves directly back into the Turtles story. Hmm. So, like, to properly appreciate where the Turtles story ends up going, you really need to know what happened here. You need to familiarize yourself with these characters. You need to know their backstory. You need to know why they're important, because very important things happen to them later in the Turtles series. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, so... I don't. I'm not I'm not going to say it's a classic, or it's amazing, or even that it's well-written, but... I feel like it is necessary. It's it's necessary reading if you're diving into the the the, the, the Archie books.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: and with that said, we have eight issues to go over, so it's not a huge heavy load. Uh, let's let's dive in to issue number one. The series opens with an ominous shot of an eagle and death, like the character death, not the concept of death. He's he's literally riding a horse. And because he's one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Yeah, and he's
1: like smelling underwear or something.
0: (laughs) No, that's 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 like jaguar fur. It looks like underwear. Like jaguar underwear. Okay. Leopard print underwear. Leopard print underpants. Yeah. Sure. All right. Uh, we then meet up with the the, the, the mutanimals who are having kind of an aimless little adventure getting to know each other. Um, we re, we we see that Kid Terra is uh, – of course, Kid Terra we've met before. He's kind of spying on them, and we get a few more pages that just here's, – here's, here's Man Ray. He's doing some stuff with the Glublubs. Like there's really not much happening yet until about midway through the book when we learn – basically jaguar's um origin story and how his mother was spiritually impregnated by an actual jaguar spirit say what yeah yeah and she gave birth to a like a cat person <sighs> so jaguar's not a mutant technically and i don't think that we can call this um Bestiality, technically. Ooh, cover your Sorry, children. BCL is not a curse word. It's very <laughs> clinical, actually. Um, we don't condone it either. <laughs> well, no, I'm not saying we do. It's just, I, I, I we, <laughs> they're very vague as to exactly what happened. She had a, she had a cat baby. Uh I just what? It's that's <laughs> what it is! <laughs> it is. Just so weird it is it is like i don't think that this story or at least his origin would fly in 2021 no (laughs) not at all nope uh well we find out that jaguar's mom uh who is basically a jungle woman yeah uh we we learn more about her backstory in a later issue she is kidnapped by the one and only uh Death, the 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 horseman of the apocalypse, mm-hmm. and basically that's how the issue ends. She's kidnapped, and the eagle that was was following him alerts the mutanimals that hey, your mom's been kidnapped, which is a that's a heck of a way to end the first issue of a series. I'll say, um, <laughs> there's 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 not much like. I don't want to say there's not much character development, but there's not a, like there's a little bit of character interaction between the mutanimals here and there. But there's not like classic banter when it comes to like a team up book. Yeah. You know, like even in the turtles, you have you have one or two pages where the turtles are just joshing on each other. And there's not much of that in this. Um, but very, very early in the story. It's obvious that this is a Dean Claren book. Oh yeah, yeah. Like it, his his fingerprints are all over this plot. Um, so it should be exciting going forward. What do you think of book one? You know, we get
1: our we we get our conservation. You know, uh, dose. Mm-hmm. You know, per usual. You know, um, I mean, it's. It's just not pulling me in. Just this first one is just I was like, t- 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 um, spiritual <laughs> immaculate conception, <laughs> jaguar Would it be baby,
0: a, you know Immaculate, immaculate I- cat conception. No, no cat immaculate. No. no immaculate catception.
1: No, don't don't quit your
0: day job. No, none of those do. None of those work. No. <laughs> and she gave birth to a fur baby. I just, uh, <laughs> it, 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 but still,
1: it's like Mary Jane meets Shauna. You know, Shanna Shana of the jungle. Mm-hmm. I think that's right. Um, or Jungle Girl, or you know, it's. Mm, I can't not very well versed on my uh my jungle women.
0: Um. <laughs> you know who is though? Who? Jaguar's dead. Oh. What? I think we should move to book 2.
1: Yeah, let's go right ahead and get past on that. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, I mean, the the fact that death was just got a big, you know, big full-on nose whiff of her underwear that, you know, that she dropped. That was just Audi tracker <sniffs>
0: smells like Jaguar. Oh, no. Oh, no. Mm. So, 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 okay. Okay. I, I know a little bit about you. You like the Darksiders games, right? Right. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. So, so like, does, does the promise of the, the horsemen of the apocalypse, like, does that do anything for you? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. They did it next, man. So 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 they're kind of teasing that here. Mm. Uh okay. All right. All right. Just just kind of uh, just measuring your uh, enthusiasm here.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Let's uh book 2. Let me read over this real quick. Uh issue 2. Uh this one is also scripted by uh Dean Claren, so it's very much in the same vein. Um the mutants are headed in the right direction because they're following some bones with some some rattles on the end of them. And Jaguar knows what that's all about. Uh, and we learn that Juntara is the name of Jaguar's mo- mother. Uh, like, when she was kidnapped, she was on the journey to... What was it called? The Path of the Four Winds? Yeah. Yeah. And so the, 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 the mutanimals have to follow the path of the four winds to find out where she was when she got kidnapped and what's going on. Right. Mm -hmm. Of course they run into people burning down the rainforest because of course they did. That's on brand. And they come across this giant snake. Uh, They beat the giant snake by tying it in a knot, which isn't a thing. You can't tie a snake in a knot. No, but they do it in lots of media. Like I can't confirm Like 100% that you can't do that, but I'm pretty sure you can't do that. Doesn't matter. Whatever. Wingnut gets his metal wings destroyed. But as of right now, we still don't know why he had metal wings in the first place. He's a bat. You would expect him to have full size wings. Correct? Correct. Well, they beat that snake uh, and they come across another one who has arms. Is there a name for that? Is that like a mystical creature, a snake with arms? Um, You know, like a like like, I don't know. Like a centaur, but a snake. If there is, I'm not familiar with it, like a like a snake tar. No, no. All right. Well, this this snake has the ability to hypnotize them, uh, and he immediately does so causing wingnut to remember where he came from uh, and if you what's that his name, his name is snake eyes I was like Ooh, copyright infringement Well, not, not necessarily snake eyes is like that is a uh, generic enough term yeah but it's also a G.I. Joe character it's still a generic enough term yeah like snake eyes is a thing outside of just G.I. Joe well, this is tr- also true now, if he's if if this character was similar to Snake Eyes and G.I. Joe, I can see where they would do something. Yeah. Um, kind of like they're being Hawkeyes across all of media. Oh, yeah. Well, we we see a flashback to Wingnut's origin where he can't fly because he doesn't have full size wings. And this is like a, a flashback to his his home world. And you see a bunch of giant bats flying and they're kind of picking on him because he just doesn't have wings big enough to fly. Uh, and we see where he he meets uh, Screwloose and they, they team up uh, and Wingnut gets metal wings to, you know, almost like prosthetics. Uh, and we see that his world is destroyed and he's – him and Screwloose are the only ones who are able to get out and he's all sad and they you know, the, the – they, they They break themselves out of the uh the hypnosis only for screw loose to say that's not cool, and points the snake's face towards a pond to where the snake sees his own face, thus hypnotizing himself, and it's revealed that he was the snake that was in the garden of Eden dum 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 yeah so so that that happened. Uh, <laughs> He's the uh, devil what's that? He's the devil, yeah yeah that's the, the yeah yeah, like I don't hate that, that's neat, I don't love it, and I guess that's a great way for them to just move on to the next story uh the The story ends with the with death carrying Juntara into a, a giant skull in what looks to be a desert. Uh, and the eagle following them just kind of going, scree! So the, the eagle obviously plays some sort of part here, right? Yeah, clearly. Uh, in this one, we did get more banter. Mm-hmm. Um. Still not not as much and not as charming as you would expect it to be, considering. Uh, maybe because it was written in 1991, we didn't get charming banter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was really good to see the origin of... Uh, Wingnuts metal wings uh, and why it was so like disappointing for them to be destroyed. Uh, what'd you think of d- book two? I enjoyed this one a bit more just because we're getting
1: more stuff going on. Um, didn't feel as weird as the first issue. <laughs> um, I do like. There is a when they are when they're they're on their travels. There's a, a beautiful splash page. and It has the snake all throughout, and it has four different panels of them going, you know, traversing through different um, uh, terrain. Terrain. Thank you. We don't we really get a lot of splash pages.
0: We um, really don't.
1: And uh, I mean, I really I really dig the art uh, in in this one.
0: Yeah, I don't. Too. I I don't recognize the names on this art. Um, it says Ho and Kazali. Yeah, I'm not it, familiar with them either. Yeah, those are last names, but that I don't. I don't know those. I don't know those names. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's consistent. Like the 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 the, the art in this book is consistent with what I would expect in a Turtles book. Yeah. At least in a Turtles Archie book. So no complaints here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it, it it should be noted that in this one, we start seeing uh, evidence that they're serious about this book. Like there's uh, there's a, a mutant male section. Yeah. And a fan art section and then some pinup drawings by Jim Lawson. Like they're treating this like it's a book book. Yeah. So that's that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. These first few books I feel like are just build up. Oh, definitely. You know, because I really, really dig what's coming. Like once we get to like books five, six and the the turtles crossover that we're going to talk about, that's really where, you know, the rubber meets the road. Mm -hmm. All of this here is just cutesy build up that, you know, it's fine, whatever. I wish they would spend more time with the characters being the characters. But that's kind of one of my complaints with all of the Archie series like the Archie series does nothing for the turtles. Mm -hmm. None of the stories in the Archie series are about the turtles. They're about these side characters and their weird quests and their needs and and saving the planet. But we don't actually learn anything about the turtles, just like we're not learning anything about most of the animals here. We learn stuff about wingnut. That's why this book is good. That's why this book is good. Mm-hmm. You know, we learned stuff about Jaguar in the first one. That's why that book is good. But we don't learn anything about them as a team. That is true. Nothing. And how Mondo Gecko is still able to ride a skateboard no matter the terrain is news to me. Magic. Magic. He's a magic gecko. You get that, that mutant magic. Are you ready for book three? Yes. Oh, right. This one opens uh, with <laughs> another check-in with the with death uh, and Juntara. He has he's down in the big cave, the, the skull cave thing, and it looks like he's preparing some sort of meal, like he's going to cook Juntara. That's they, messed up. Yeah, yeah. They they they're being. Uh, Deliberately cagey with exactly what's going on there. I like it. The Mutanimals uh, have arrived at the second stop on their Path of the Four Winds. Uh, and this is basically the temple of Jaguar's cat father. So it's like this big temple with a cat head at the top. Mm. Uh, through this story, we get to see some astral projection uh, stuff, that, which of course has been Uh, a a constant staple through most of the turtles stories throughout the, you know, the decades it astral projection even played a part in the first movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this is, this is nothing too new. Uh, It's not, not really a new concept, but it's a new concept for one of our mutanimals. And that is man Ray, who, if you didn't know, or don't remember, he's a scientist. And we then get a quick, retelling of his origin story it's the same origin we just get it told to us in this other book just in case you weren't there for the early ninja turtles comics that that, that you know that that told you these uh we come back and the, the mute animals are very quickly attacked by these giant or these tiny skull bat things this is, yeah yeah they're like flying skulls whose wings are bat wings and they have tails and they're pretty fierce. We get a pretty good action sequence out of it uh where all the mutanimals have to find ways to, you know, crack their skulls or whatever. Uh, screw Screwloose is almost killed, which is not cool. I like Screwloose. A giant fire monster skeleton shows up and starts burning uh th- all of the the the, the uh rainforest around them and attacking them and chasing them and there was really no way for what is it, six or seven powerless mutants to defeat a giant fire monster? I'm pretty sure this was the
1: origins of Burning Man.
0: Yes, yes, it is a giant walking Burning Man is is, (laughs) is what they're fighting. Uh, Man Ray lures the giant fireman uh, into a pond and he fizzles out. Just like the real Burning Man. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. thus completing the second uh, path of the four winds. So congratulations, you've beat the level. Let's move on. Uh, We get one more shot with Juntara seeing what she can do to escape from death as he's doing dishes. I I didn't, didn't think that I'd be seeing a panel with death doing dishes, but sure, why not? Yeah. Really weird. Uh, only uh, as she's trying to, you know, look for a way out, she bumps into the real villain here, and that is Null. He has back. Null is back, and I'm so glad. Null is one of those villains that I wish was m- used more often. Yeah, because he's very mysterious, and uh, as you read the Archie books, he, it gets wild. Uh, so that is the end of book three. What are your thoughts, Jeff? You know, I'm I'm
1: enjoying these more, I think, than the first issue because it's just, just the first issue just didn't really pull me in, you know, as much. Um, we found out that Gentara has a bit of a potty mouth. If you uh, look at the word bubbles. Oh, that's true. That's true. Every Which I, I full on appreciate every issue. She's just doing the full-on Kubert cussing. Yep, pretty great.
0: Juntara might as well be my wife.
1: Hey, you know what? Now that you my... mention that,
0: uh huh, she kind of looks like her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my wife is a is what's the, the 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 way to put this a cusser. Yeah, she's got a sailor's mouth. She has a sailor's mouth. Yeah. So, uh, I dug this issue. I don't like that they had to retell the story of of uh, Man Ray's origin. Yeah, like there are other characters there that I would have re- Yeah, well, looking looking at the the group here, I know Mondo's origin. That's the, like that that was prominent. Man Ray's is prominent. The only one who I would have liked to see more details on is probably Dreadmon. Yeah at this point so i guess they had to they're they're systematically going through each character it seems like at least in these first 3 books mm-hmm. so it's that's probably the smart thing to do um but i didn't need it yeah i'll give you that yeah um yeah i think that might be all i have um the the i vividly remember these skull monsters mm. From my childhood, because this is one of those books that I had and I read a lot. And I guess I didn't realize that these these little skull bat things like I guess I just thought they were a thing. Hmm. You know how vampires are a thing and zombies are a thing? Oh, yeah. Apparently they're not. Ah, well, there you go. Like unless someone out there can point me to another place where. Other than like. Avenge Sevenfold album covers, like winged skulls, I can't I I don't know I don't know where where else they would be. Yeah, like I you
1: know, unless you're, you know, pretty heavy into the horror, you know, you know, scene, I don't really recall seeing any more anything like that. Yeah. So I guess I'm sure sports... there is. Score one for originality. We'll give, we'll, give, yeah, we'll give it that. I'm sure there
0: is. So if anybody knows, drop us a line. I'd, I'd, I'm very curious. <laughs> okay. Mighty Mutanimals book four. Number four. So, so this this book goes places. And before I actually dive into the story, I do need to point out that the name of this story is Days of Future Past. Yeah. And, and most of you out
1: there will be thinking – X Men? Like no, no, yeah. there's no, there's no Sentinels.
0: Yeah, this is the exact name of an X Men movie that would be released what, twenty well, years later? Well, and also an original story before it was a movie. I don't. Was it called Days of Future Past in the comic? I believe so. I don't I? Don't think it was. I think it was something similar, but so this is parts, the exact name. Two part cartoon episode too. I'm going to do some 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 research real quick. Back checking. Okay. yes. Yeah. Yeah. The story inspired by a 1981 Uncanny X-Men storyline, Days of Future Past. So this Mighty Mutantiles book technically is a ripoff, not a ripoff, but they're using the same name as an old comic that predates it. Yeah. So good catch. Good catch. That's one of my favorite storylines from X-Men, so yeah, yeah, well, the book opens up, and we do get some banter finally uh b- between these characters uh, and we we dive very quickly into the, the to null find out why null is here and wh- what's going on uh Tara does a very good or or she she's very quick to attack uh and we find out that Null is looking to add her to his harem yeah it's yeah you know, just you know for the kids, yeah, yeah was was that in this book? I don't know if that was in this book. I don't see the word' of harem anywhere on this page. Uh, a little too early for that. doesn't matter, yeah, we find out null is null is not a fan of women. He is a womanizer, yep, he's
1: one of those people,
0: yeah, yeah, uh, which of course, you just add that to the to the laundry list of bad things that he does. Mm-hmm. He did try to sell the the earth to Maligna. Yeah, and he smokes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're just as bad, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh the the uh, the Mutanimals are on their way to the third the third trial and they come across a group of people being enslaved. And, of course, they, you know, they interfere and they free all of the the enslaved people. But I don't feel like that did anything to the story. It didn't. I mean, it looks like they're carrying giant marshmallows on their back.
1: What's that? It looks like they're carrying giant marshmallows on their back, but that adds nothing
0: to the story. I think those are rocks. I just think about marshmallows a lot lately. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, it doesn't add any. It's like five pages in the middle of the book that don't have really any bearing on the rest of the book. It's it's really odd. Yeah, I think it's just a, a way a way for the writer, Dean Claren, to point out slavery still exists, yo. Mm-hmm. Which, that th- th- again, on brand. So it's yeah. not surprising. It's just weird. They come across a dragon. Uh, this dragon points to some crashed air aircraft and then proceeds to tell them a story about a, a planet that was going extinct and two factions when it were at war and both factions ended up going extinct, trying to take over the earth. Uh, and then at the end of the story, he reveals he's the last living member of one of the two factions. And he's basically just here to, tell people the story as a lesson in um compromise and you know anti-war rhetoric yeah it's neat it's cool and the the um philosophical takeaways that the mutanimals get from this story that the dragon tells Is probably way, way higher level than a child really would understand or would care to understand. Yeah. So that's really cool. From these downed uh, spacecrafts, they get guns. Yeah. Big guns. A lot of guns. Yeah. So so that's cool uh the 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 issue ends with the eagle that had been following death around finally reveals herself uh as a- ch- shapeshifter named Azriel Azrael yeah con- that's
1: yeah not to be confused with the character from Batman
0: or the cat from the Smurfs oh that was the cat's name in the Smurfs yeah yeah uh, and she is a black haired lady whose costume looks kind of like a beak, yeah yeah it's pretty cool uh so she's welcoming them to the last of the four wins or basically the last the last trial we're you know we're getting to the point here. what'd you think of this issue? They got guns <laughs> <laughs> I
1: enjoyed it you know it's 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 going places like you said it this get, gets pretty deep with a um Cigarette smoking dragon <laughs> kind of reminds me of uh, splinter a little bit, but he you know he kind of looks like him sort of um but you know if he was a dragon
0: if Splinter was a dragon yeah, and he smoked <laughs> he would be glyph, which is the name mm-hmm. of the dragon, yeah, yeah that's a pretty great name for a dragon i i I, I think we have to note. That this this dragon went out of his way to tell this long tale about two species basically bringing, you know, driving themselves to extinction because of war and fighting and weapons and and bombs and whatever. Yeah. And the first thing the mutanimals do is they go, look at all these guns. Let's steal them so we can go to war.
1: Exactly. They learn Nothing. Nothing. (laughs)
0: It's, <laughs> I love it. I lo- I hate it, and I love it. Yeah. Like Dreadmon has three guns. <laughs> He's has three guns. He's ready, man. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah, I I, I like that it's getting to the point. Like Azrael showing up, and you know the, the reveal that that eagle can talk and give them stuff. You know, give them information. Like that's that's going to be useful, and I'm sure these guns are going to be useful too. Uh, are you ready to move to book 5 let us move book 5 uh, we, just just a quick note the the cover of book 5 is basically a panel from the previous book yeah yeah uh so so there's that okay so this uh, b- book 5 picks up <coughs> directly where book 4 ends off in fact the reveal of azrael you know changing from a eagle to a person is 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 on page three of this book so uh we find out that the 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 mutants have been we find out that the, the mutanimals have been traveling through a desert for quite a while now and man ray being a sea you know an aquatic being is having a very bad time oh yeah homie needs water real bad real bad uh, uh, unlike his 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 counterparts that are more you know land based, uh, Azrael leads them to water. He's able to you know dip in 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 and in, in, in cool himself off and rehydrate himself. So with Man Ray rehydrated, they continue their gun toting journey through the desert towards the 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 skull that Azrael has told them about. The skull cave that Juntara was was pulled down into with uh with death. Uh they head down the hill, or right as they head down the hill, it cuts to Kid Tara and Juntara, who are both tied to chairs adjacent to each other, and we get a whole bunch of backstory on Juntara. And we also find out Kid Tara is really good at like deducing stuff from Incomplete facts. Like, yeah, he can tell a Portuguese accent versus a Spanish accent, and then calls Juntar's bluff, uh, saying, "Hey, you said you're from Brazil, but you're, you know, your English is peppered with Spanish, which means that you're p- possibly lying because they don't speak Spanish in Brazil; they speak Portuguese. Which, if you know anything about those two languages, they're very similar, and." Only a trained ear would really be able to tell if someone's voice had a Spanish versus Portuguese accent. Yeah. So good on kid Tara for knowing that. She goes on to tell uh, tell him about how she became uh, a, a member of the the jungle community by being adopted by the Mayor, mayoruna. and it, like she goes into it like a full on tale about where she came from. I I don't know if it was necessary. It, it it and I don't know if any of this stuff is real. Like I don't know if May Mayaruna the the Mayaruna tribe or people are actually South American people. Yeah. But knowing Dean Claren, it probably is and it's it's probably there to make a point because everything he does kind of has a an alternative point to it. Mhm. Uh but Long story short, uh, Kid Terra finds out, oh, you're Jaguar's mother. <laughs> so th- three pages worth of ex- explanation, and she could have just said, yeah, I gave birth to a cat baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the, the the Mutanimals make their approach to the, the, the giant skull head cave, and they're met with... They're met by Null and an army of looks like skeleton robots with numbers on them. Yeah, very Terminator-esque. Very Terminator-esque. And there is a literal shootout, which I don't know how I feel about. Like, this is – the Turtles books have never really been – at least, especially not the the kid-based ones, the ones, you know – marketed to children. Most of them don't have laser gun shootouts. No, they don't. Like, this isn't... This isn't G.I. Joe. This isn't Star Wars. No. Which is very odd. Um, We find out very quickly that despite their... the the mutanimals having giant guns, uh, they aren't very good at using them.
1: No, they're not.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And they get overtaken by the the, the robots pretty quickly. Except Screwloose. Yeah, except for Screwloose and and, uh, Leatherhead. Leatherhead, who is from the south, so it makes sense that he's good with a gun. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Him and Azrael are kind of the last two standing uh, when the issue ends, and Null is kind of enjoying his victory. Right. Like none of these characters are dead. They've, you know, they've just been bested by some, some, some lasers. Yeah. Uh, What'd you think of what book is this? Five? Yeah. Book five. It's another,
1: you know, I won't say funky one, but you know, just the, the whole guns thing. I'm just like, why?
0: <laughs> yeah. Why? Well, it almost makes sense. Like none of the mutanimals just inherently have weapons. Like yeah. none of them are fighters. Like yeah. dread Dreadmon is fast and Mondo Gecko just, you know, he, they, he smashes people in the face with his skateboard, mm-hmm. but these, these are untrained mutants who are, they're just kind of cobbling this whole adventure together. So I guess it makes sense to arm them. Yeah. I just don't like that they're giant guns. It makes for a good panel of, uh, like, excitement, but in practice it's kind of off-putting.
1: Yeah. I mean, you weren't going to have them have real-looking guns, of course, because, you know, that would send the wrong message. So I guess over-exaggerated, like, oh, you can have guns, they just have to
0: be over-exaggerated and (laughs) goofy-looking. And they have to be laser guns. They can't be bullet guns. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And... I think I might have been more okay with the guns had they been actually useful. Yeah. They but, were. Yeah. They arrive with big guns only to see that the other people have big guns. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't, doesn't really do much to help them. Uh, but the good news is, is that I don't think there's <laughs> like those guns are pretty, they're discarded pretty quickly. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, it was very weird to see the or, or for there to be the origin story to Jintara because they had kind of been, you know, telling the origin stories of all these mutanimals. They abandoned that in issue four, and mm-hmm. now they're just giving origin stories to people we don't actually care about. Yeah, I mean, I like Jintara.
1: She's fine. Mm.
0: I don't know. I, I, just, I, mean, I don't. You see one jungle girl. You've seen them all. <laughs> I, I'm sure that's offensive somehow. No, somehow you're gonna get I mean, canceled from that. No, there's several Jungle Girls in comics. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Like, I like where the story's going. I don't like how this story went. This how this book went. If, if that makes sense. It's a it's it's fine. Yeah, all of this is leading to the to the to the grand finale of the arc, and that is the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Yeah. And we get to see that next issue, which is actually a Ninja Turtles issue. Mm-hmm. So let's go ahead and just jump to that. OK, what this is, is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Adventures book number 38. Uh, when it comes to the story chronologically, this is next. Uh, and it weaves into the this this the, 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 di- directly into the story that the Mutant books were telling. And how do the turtles just magically appear? Well, it's our boy, Cuddly the Cowlick. Oh, yeah. He back. Yep. Uh, they are just the, the turtles are just done with their their uh, adventure, I believe, on the other side of the earth. They were in Japan for like, what, five issues or something last time. I think so. Yeah. So it's it makes sense that they're on the way home. Yeah. Uh, it, This opens up. Right where it's left off, you know, uh, Azriel and Leatherhead are the only two standing. And there is a noticeable, noticeable improvement in the art. Oh, yeah. Because this one is handled by the incomparable Chris Allen. Yeah, this dude, like he is my favorite Archie or yeah, Adventures series artist. And the jump from book five to this, I'm not. Pooping on the book five artist, like they did their job and it's perfectly fine, but they cannot compare to Chris Allen. Agreed. Uh it, it almost feels like books one through five in the Mutanimal series were the TV show. And then this is book this is like the beginning of the movie, act one of the movie. Yeah. Um so they're fighting, they're fighting, they're fighting, and then suddenly the turtles show up. And it's not just the turtles. Uh, Ninjara, and Splinter both show up as well. So it's it's a crew of six being dropped on the good guy's side. Uh, as they do that, uh, Null is like, what are you doing here? Uh, because Null does not like the turtles at all. Well, of course not. Yeah. Uh, as the turtles are fighting, the other mutanimals slowly re, not regain consciousness, but kind of bring themselves back into the fight, uh, with and, or without their, uh, their, their guns, uh, Azrael tries to escape or she flies off as a, as a, as a, as an Eagle kind of bumps into cuddly, the cowlick, he runs off and says, up oh, stump needs me on stump asteroid. And cause we know, we know what that is. And mm-hmm. so Azrael's like, I'm, I'm torn. I can't really do anything. I'm just a shapeshifter. She then immediately gets kidnapped, like a damsel in distress, by Null and pulled into the cave. That's going to come up uh, a bit a bit later with some more harem talk. Null talks to Death and says, "Death, my 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 robots, they're not gonna they're not gonna live that live through this. You need to pull out the big guns." And he's like. No, he literally says, no problemo, we're ready. And you can see the shadow of the other three horsemen behind him. Everything's about to hit the fan. Uh, cut back to the action, which is fantastically drawn by Chris Allen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the robots are defeated, and then there's a big powwow where everyone is saying hey to everybody and, you know, reintroducing, hey, how you doing? Uh, I've never met you. I've met you. Who are you? I'm Dreadmon. You know, like. It's, 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 it's a big, big, fun little party, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, and then they decide we're going to go in that big skull finally. And then they all head that direction. Uh, only to be stopped by what looks to be zombies burning down the rainforest. Yeah. Even though they aren't in the rainforest and zombies don't exist, uh, So Dreadmon and Jaguar are very upset and they kill the zombies only to find out that it was kind of an illusion because behind them are the like the other three horsemen of the apocalypse, war, death and pestilence. Mm -hmm. Uh, They aren't officially introduced by name here, but they are on the page. What did you think of TMNT 38? This is where it gets much, much better. (laughs)
1: <laughs> um the artwork is 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 very crisp very clean very detailed you know again not to poo-poo on the other artists but yeah this is just this is it man like this is this is some of the some of the best art um in in, in uh turtles adventures um it's a bit more fast-paced uh Whereas a lot of the uh, the other issues were, you know, they were a little slow. Of course, you know, you know, you know me, I like my action. Um, That's true. We, you know, uh, so this this is this has got some action all up in it. So, um, I love. You know, of course, we always get uh, Leo's. Uh, you know, hate guns. This time he hates laser guns. This time. <laughs> he is not a fan. Um, Man,
0: I hate laser guns.
1: Yeah. It's the first time I've encountered them ever. Um but uh yeah, everybody gets a muscle upgrade. <laughs> you know, Leatherhead's more, you know, beefy. Even uh Azrael looks more, you know, defined in her arms and all that stuff. So, you know, it's just mm-hmm. a like let's uh let's give everybody muscles. Yeah, like
0: it's th- Chris Allen's art can't be beat. It's true. It's true. Like it's, it's perfect for the style of story that is being told. It brings seriousness to a story that otherwise, as we saw in the previous five books, didn't matter. You know, it's like, whatever, some mutants doing some stuff. Now this is like, no, the mutants are doing stuff. You need to pay attention. Right. Yeah, Um, I think it's very bold for the entire creative team to just say we're going to drop the turtles into this story Mm -hmm. in issue 38 with very little explanation as to what's going on. So, like, if you're just reading the turtles ongoing here and you don't you're not reading the, you know, mutanimals books you don't know what's going on right you're just dropped in the mutanimals are distressed and the turtles have to have to have to help uh that's bold that's not something that most creators do usually usually when you have a crossover like this or you are dropping a set of characters into a situation that there's a possibility that they don't have the backstory on you go out of your way to explain it, like overly explain it. Yeah, that wasn't done here. Nope. Which is awesome. I love it. It it just it it, it assumes the reader is smarter than they probably they probably are. Mm-hmm. Uh, And and I, I don't know if you've been on podcast with me before where I've said out loud. The writers and producers think we're stupid. And usually it's in reference to something like over explanation and stuff.
1: I don't recall you saying that on a, a previous podcast, but it's probably entirely possible. That, but, you know, how
0: long we've been doing this. <laughs> That's true. And also, I've done a lot of podcasts on Reality Breach where I've said that that you probably haven't been on. Yeah. Uh, I really like where this is going. The, the The reveal at the end with the like the three horsemen is stunning, it's frightening, and it's it's one of those that I cannot wait to pick up the next book. I can't wait to read the next one. Yeah. How do you fight the apocalypse? Exactly. Um, and I, I, I think here's where we should note that the, the three books in this, it, like in this final three, are called uh, United We Stand, Divided We Fall, parts one, two, and three. And the three books the covers are done by Peter Laird. Yeah. And they all connect together in like, you know, one big wide, almost like horizontal poster. Like, yeah. As a kid, I always wanted like a clean version of that to hang on my wall. Oh, that'd be so nice. And I don't know if, I don't know if it exists anywhere or like I, at this point, As an old man. Uh, (laughs) And at this point, as an adult, I would take just a digital print. (laughs) Oh, oh, for sure. Of all three of them together without all the logos and whatnot on it. So if that's out there, if anyone knows where that is and if it exists, please reach out. Yeah. Uh, Do you have anything else for issue 38?
1: I want to say when we got to the zombies it mm-hmm. looked like they were taking that from the movie plan nine from outer space. Maybe possible. It looks I very, know. it looks very similar. Yeah. Uh,
0: I did. Th- that's what thing. Or, worth thinking or it's I, from, uh, or it's from the original night of the living dead. Um, Maybe. And honestly, those two pages seem very fillery. Yeah. Or there's three pages because it, uh, like the whole, t- <laughs> the whole team could just run to the cave And the, you know, the three apocalypse or the three horsemen could be just standing in front of the cave. There was no need for there to be the false front of zombies. Right. You know, maybe that's just me. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Let's move on. And. (laughs) I, I guess as we move on, we have to I have to point out. Just as jarring as the the uh, the art upgrade was to go to Chris Allen, mm-hmm. it is even more jarring to go backwards. Oh yeah, to book six in Mighty Mutanimals. This one is penciled by Mike Kazale, Kazala, C- C- mm-hmm. and. While his work in the previous books has been fine, this one does actually seem super rushed. Yeah. Uh, but you know, we'll I, I guess we'll get to that. All right, United We Stand, Divided We Fall, Part Two, uh, drops us directly into the action uh, that we that was teased last issue. Uh, all three Horsemen of the Apocalypse that we just met uh, are they're now named. Pestilence is Looks basically looks like a big pile of bugs. Famine is this orange monster looking thing that also looks like he's famished. Mm-hmm. He's very skinny. He's like skin and bones, basically. And then war looks like this almost triceratops. Like armored. I don't know how to describe him. Just yeah, he he looks he looks like a like an armored dude. Yeah, almost like a walking mountain. Like almost like a like a rock soldier that is also a triceratops. Yeah. There we go. Uh and the fight immediately starts. Um they they, they start fighting uh you know hand to hand, fist to fist. Uh death is there. He doesn't really reveal what he's up to, but he's he's there. Uh the, <laughs> I, I take that back. Death immediately reveals what he's up to. He splits the group of good guys into three groups. Uh, one group is Michelangelo, Le- uh, Michelangelo Leatherhead, Dreadmon, and Ninjara. They're all uh, paired with Famine. Then Leonardo Splinter, Wingnut, Screwloose, and Man Ray, or yeah, Man Ray, are paired up with War. Jaguar, Raphael, Donatello, and Mondo are all paired up with Pestilence, and that's where the story goes from there. Before we do that, though, we do check in with Null, who's collecting people um, <laughs> in the room with Juntara and Kid Terra. He then walks in with Azrael, uh, the changeling, of course, that can turn into a an eagle. And he here's where he actually reveals that the two ladies in the room that are now tied up uh, will be part of his harem, and uh, then we cut back to the action. Death then proceeds to basically – I'm going to use the word hypnosis because I don't really have a better word right now, but mm. he's dictating the actions of the three groups of people that – that, that he's you know, separated, and each one is kind of in their own little nightmare that is related to the horsemen that they're paired with. So the characters that are with war, or the, I'm sorry, the characters that are with pestilence, are they end up going to a hospital. Uh, the ones that are with famine end up going to a cornfield. The ones that are with war end up going to a war zone. Uh, And through the pages of the rest of the book, uh, the the ones paired with famine, obviously, are famished and don't have any food. Uh, And the food that is there is being sent off to like a king's or like a presidential suite. And so uh, basically famine is is showing showing them what it's like when the world is going through a famine. Mm -hmm. The ones paired with pestilence uh, are in a. It, they it, it's it's a hospital but it's kind of not a hospital it's also it's 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 where monkeys are being tested on and they're there they're testing uh drugs and possibly diseases on monkeys but war war is happening it's it's pretty simple there uh uh the the pestilence team they're able to attack pestilence but he like he's not solid, so it's hard. He's hard to fight. Then the monkeys attack him, and there's no food at the famine place. And there's a there's a atomic warhead at the uh in in warland. Like these characters are kind of put through the ringer by these three concepts: the concepts of 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 war, famine, and pestilence. Uh, only for uh, like the big climax at the end to be to be continued because the, the, like the way it ends is uh, death is kind of just he he's he's got marionettes of the three of the of of the three other horsemen and he's clearly dictating everything that's happened and is he's just having a grand old time um i i, I <coughs> if we're talking ninja ninja turtles characters i would liken him to like a rat king who's just enjoying the chaos of the situation oh yeah and that's where the book is left off. Uh, it's 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 a really good cliffhanger. Very. Uh, what's the what? what am I, Empire Strikes Back like. Yeah. Or all of our heroes are in peril and there's nothing that you know we can do right now. They'll mm-hmm. just have to wait until next week when issue thirty nine of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Adventures goes on sale. So it's it's very effective. It makes these. The, the the four horsemen characters like it, it makes them feel substantial and each individual land that, the, that these characters are kind of banished to in this this i don't even know what to call it like they're they're not physically moved they're just kind of there it's it's like a hallucination i guess yeah yeah what did you think of of, of issue six this was a trip
1: um I loved the, I I loved all of the concepts that they were presenting, uh, to us. And of course, getting to see, you know, war, um, wasn't he, he was in the, um, Turtles tournament fighter, wasn't he? He was in one of them. Yep. Yeah. I don't know which
0: one, but he was in one of
1: them. Super Nintendo one. I'm pretty sure. Um, very odd choice. Um, Mm mm-hmm. But there is a there is a drop in quality of uh of artwork um in this I did not like that as much because I wanted to see kind of that you know that consistency it's not bad it's just not as good as the the one in the uh, the previous issue
0: are or, or you mean the art yeah <sighs> you're right you're right you're right yeah like previously I said that it looked rushed and i I don't know if I stand behind that statement,, mm. but looking at a lot of these panels, they just look unfinished except except for one
1: there's one where is it's kind of a splash page, and you see death basically with his scythe ripping uh them into three different groups mm-hmm. Which I really like that. That's just like you know, fourth wall breaking, and it's like you
0: know, it's really cool. Uh, it's a really cool panel. It is, it is. But even I, I'm gonna say it still looks unfinished. Like, yeah. Look at the the background behind the main characters. Yeah, it's just yellow. Yeah. You know, and and I, I guess there's there's an argument to say that that's just the art style that they chose. Right. But if that's the art style you're going to choose, choose to go with. Don't have Chris Allen bookend this with an absolute banger. Yeah. On both ends, because Chris Allen comes back for for, for book thirty eight mm-hmm. or book thirty nine or whatever whatever it is. 39. And so, yeah. So this middle chapter just looks like the ugly stepchild. Oh.
1: It really does.
0: Despite me really liking the contents of the book. Like, conceptually, this book is it, – it hits it out of the park. I yeah. I, I want this style of four-horseman tale in the IDW book. Oh, that would be cool. I want this because this is cool. It's 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 something that we haven't seen in any other Turtles book. It incorporates a lot of characters, a lot of concepts, a lot of stuff that have, has existed prior to the Turtles, and it makes it relevant to these characters, and I, I love it. I love it. Yeah. It just yeah. don't look that good.
1: Uh, true, true on both counts. <laughs> there is a uh, there is a small Easter egg. Um, okay. So when uh, Dontello, Rafael Mondo, and um, Jaguar get teleported, or what they lead you to believe is teleported to the hospital, um, on one of the walls there's a it, there's a there's a sign that says call sheet. Dr. Howard, Dr. Fine, and Dr. Howard, which is a reference to um, the Three Stooges short, Men in Black, as to which the Stooges were doctors, which, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I wouldn't put my health in their hands. Oh, the Stooges? No, no, not at all. No. <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's like one of the most iconic, uh, I think, shorts, and so like that's the, the most quoted because it shows up in like, Batman Arkham Asylum uh, at one point, which uh, the video game, which was, I thought was pretty cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think it's Mark Hamill that's sang it too, which is great. Oh, cool. So, um, other than that, I don't really have any other Easter eggs.
0: I just noticed that, which was okay. Of, yeah. All right. All right. Well then let's, let's go ahead and jump to the finale here. Yeah. Because, because this is, this is quite the trilogy and, we 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 got to cover that last one. We got to. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, no, where is it? Okay, the book opens up uh, with Null basically talking to the like breaking the fourth wall and talking to us as all of the main characters, all the good guys, are tied uh, on pikes behind him. Uh, that that's basically how I, I I guess we're we're to. to Assume that that's how the hallucinations ended with them tied up. Yeah. Which is, that's a good use of their time. Like while you have all them knocked out, tie them up. Uh, He, he, you know, he goes on his rant, you know, his, his, his expected bad guy rant. And uh, he, he wants revenge on the turtles and everyone involved for not being able to sell the earth to Maligna, Uh, To expand his 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 empire off world. Uh, He he then he's he's actively destroying the planet, so it's less hospitable uh, because he despises it like he is. He's just the quintessential quintessential bad guy. Yeah, just on all fronts. Uh, He's he's still uh, he's still um, carrying the flag for I'm creating a harem, which is very upsetting to Jaguar. Well, yeah. Yeah. And you know, as as um let's see, why does he leave? Oh, he's going to get Kid Terra. He decides that the revenge that he's going to um exact on Kid Terra is he's going to have Kid Terra kill all of the the good guys. Like that's going to be how he gets him back. And so he steps away long enough to go get him only for Azrael to fly out of the sky to reveal that she's no longer captive. Because she escaped her 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 ropes by just turning into an eagle, something Null probably should have accounted for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A L- little little bit of a uh, kind of a plot hole there. Because mm-hmm. I don't think he, I'm pretty sure he knew she was a changeling. Maybe, maybe I. You know, I'm not a writer. I'm not gonna try to make. I'm not gonna try to write the story for them. Uh. Asriel causes war to uh, like chase her, causing the him to knock over a bunch of the pikes, which then causes a lot of uh, many of the turtles and mutanimals to be released from their, you know, from their 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 ropes, causing a brand new fight to break out, except instead of this happening in uh, a hallucination, it is a. Fist to fist fight with the Horsemen of the Apocalypse, all all drawn by Chris Allen, wonderfully. Um, let's see. Now Death is still in control. Like Death, Death is the puppet master when it comes to the three Horsemen of the Apocalypse. So he's standing from afar, using his little uh, marionettes to control them and having a good old time. We then find out that Kid Terra and Juntara were released by Azriel when she, you know, turned into a bird. Uh, And so they realize, hey, Death is the one who's the puppet master. We gotta take him out first. We gotta take him out, and that should fix the problem. Well, as they're doing so, Null shoots Kid Tara in the chest, and we see what we are to assume is gonna be his death. He falls down, uh, Null pulls the gun on uh, Tara, doesn't pull the trigger, but Death goes in like, Death, the character Death, goes into his, like, ooh, a dead person routine, and and hovers over Kid Tara, basically waiting to collect his soul. Yeah, very, um... Uh, Shang Tsung-like. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, the... While that's happening, Screw Loose realizes, wait a minute, these other horsemen—they're—they're—they're they're, they're basically just toys. If we break these puppets, maybe we break the toys, you know. And so Screw Loose just wails on the, the the puppets that that Death had, and all of the the three the other three horsemen just kind of disappear. They, they 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 break apart, and they're no longer a threat. So now it's just everyone against null. Mhm. Because uh, as of right now death is still trying to soak up kid terra's soul and null has a gun and he's running. Uh we see him fly off. He sprouted wings like bat wings. Uh presumably because every time he does an act of, of you know, of evil, an evil act, he becomes more and more physically like the devil. Yeah. Previously he sprouted horns, now he has sprouted wings. He flies off, and the turtles and the mutanimals are left there with Kid Terra clinging to life, Death trying to take his soul. Juntara is having none of it. She uh, takes Death's scythe to his waist and saves Kid Terra's life, and presumably... Everyone will live happily ever after. They don't reveal what happened to death, but, you know, he's death. He'll be back. Oh, yes, they yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. He reappears on his his uh, horse and rides off into the night. Uh, the turtles realize we're stuck here, which they are. They they don't have a ride. Uh, Cuddly is nowhere to be seen. So they choose to kind of just chill with the mutanimals on the beach until Cuddly comes back, and that's how the issue ends. So, victory, no one dies, and the whole thing looks wonderful. Yes, indeed. What are your thoughts, Jeff? It's
1: like, you know, why couldn't they just lead right into this? You know? Why did they need to? Like I said, that that last one was just, you know, just the ugly stepchild. Uh, Sorry, stepchildren. Um, And... No, you're only apologizing
0: to ugly stepchildren. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry, ugly stepchildren.
1: Um, <laughs> and so, um, it, oh God, it's just like, you know, it's just night and day difference in the art. Like, the art makes it. It just really, really just nails it home for me. Um, It's a nice, you know, send off, you know, to this, I mean, we're not done yet, but you know, in, as far as the the three parter, you know, it's a good, it's a nice conclusion. You know.
0: Yeah, 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 and 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 having the the, the like the final defeat come, like it, it's hard to say the turtles and the mutanimals are going to fight the four horsemen of the apocalypse and win. You know, like none of these characters are super powered. No. So it's hard to believe that that is a like that's a winnable fight. Mm-hmm. However, when you boil it down to Death is the puppet master and his puppets create the manifestation of the other three horsemen, that's a bit more digestible. Yeah. Oh you definitely. Know, that is a winnable fight. So okay. I, I really like the the conceit. It may it like it, it it makes it fit for me. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I don't have any hard complaints about this book except for the whole null thing, him not realizing she's a changeling. Right. Uh, But the, like my only real complaints with any of these books just kind of lines up with my complaints about the, the adventures saga overall, and that is it's just a bunch of things happening to these characters. None of these characters actually grow or learn anything at all. Right. It's just a series of events that they have to deal with for seventy-something issues, and that's fine. It's a it's a kids book. You don't need deep character growth or development, but it would have been nice.
1: I will agree with you on that because you know a lot of stories and stuff you know made in you know seventies, eighties, you know nineties, even. There's not a lot of growth or development. Um, Yeah. Because it's just like, you know, oh, we're we're you know, we're making this sell
0: toys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the thing is, is I complain. It's I it shouldn't be like if you look at the original Mirage. Outside of a couple of arcs, there's not much character development. Oh, this is true. You know, there's there's some in Return to New York, you know, the, the and, and like the Northampton arc, there's a little there and there's there's a lot in. City at war, but for the first ten issues, the the turtles might as well have been personalityless. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So, so yeah, you know, it's it's an empty complaint, but it's a complaint nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, it, it it's also a complaint that I'm that I'm gonna levy at it because uh, for for. For all intents and purposes, these were independently cr- created comics. Sure, Archie's a much bigger company than Mirage, and they were handling the publishing duties. But basically, the writing and actual creation of these comics, th- it was just a Skunk Works team at, at Mirage. Like, these are Mirage books mm-hmm. that were just published by, by by Archie. So if they're an independent book, they should have more... Freedom to say, here's Donatello. Here's how we're making Donatello's character more important to you as a, as a, as a reader. Right. And they just never capitalized on that at all. That's a valid complaint. Yeah. But these four horsemen are cool. They are. They're real, real cool. And like other forms of media, I, I, I name dropped Darksiders earlier earlier in the show. Like I think that. Like I'm not obsessed with Four Horsemen media, but anytime it pops up in like a TV show or in a movie or in a good video game, I kind of perk up. Yeah. Because I'm like, ooh, I re- I remember when that was cool in the Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. And th- so 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 I'm I'm pretty sure this 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 three issue series is responsible for that. Possibly. Yeah. Anything else? Anything else for this whole run? This was a, this was a weird read.
1: Like I, I, you know, we, we discussed before that, you know, it goes weird places, you know, um, but definitely, um, the, um, both adventures issues are are definitely my favorite out of all of these. (laughs) Mainly for the art.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard to look past that, you know? And just you know,
1: more action. Yeah, yeah, like a lot more going on. But yeah, I mean they're not bad.
0: It's just weird. <laughs> Let's talk more about the cat baby, huh? You want to talk oh, about that? God, I'm kidding. No, we don't have to. <laughs> uh, that's that's it for this episode, Jeff. All right. Like. Uh, it's it. This is our most mutanimal-heavy uh, episode yet, and they're not going anywhere. No, they will like, be we, bad. we we still have some mutanimal stuff to cover in both uh, IDW and in uh, the the Nickelodeon show, and there's even more comics in the Archie run. So th- the, these characters are going nowhere. Okay. Um. Bef- before we get to uh our our, our big uh outro. Uh do you do you, Jeff one Jeff Hubbard, do you know what we're talking about next time?
1: I don't. And you know, I think we've established this in the last couple of episodes. I'd like to be surprised because you got a
0: spreadsheet and I don't. That's true. Well, you, technically you, you you do have access to the spreadsheet. I I have shared it with you. But you know what? I I, I like this banter that we have every episode so I'm I'm gonna leave it as is. Semantics. <laughs> Uh, this year we're actually going to have an extra episode. Ooh! Yeah, yeah. We we've we front loaded this year so so heavily that instead of having 26 episodes this year, we're going to have like 27 or 28. Oh wow! So <laughs> bonus features. Um. So I, I I I'm very happy to share that next episode we will be watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles out of the shadows. Oh no! <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, no, no, no. I'm very happy to share that. Oh. It is the better of the two new movies. Uh, I maybe. promise you, you maybe. will enjoy parts of this movie. Maybe. You you will. You you will. <sighs> and we're going to have to watch that in person together. It's it's going to be an event. It's going to be fun. Okay. Okay um and then we have very of of course as always we have a very special christmas episode planned that we've been working on for months so there's that yeah okay uh, jeff welcome to the end of the episode this is the segment where i ask you hey man what are you up to what what do you do in your spare time
1: jeff well sergio i you know i kind of had this business called the warp zone arcade uh um brandon mississippi's premier arcade um we're all about video games um new games import games retro games all types of games uh, you can play by the hour Uh, we also do smash brothers tournaments every single saturday night um you can find us on facebook um sometimes on instagram i need to get more active uh and probably eventually we'll make a twitter um so please uh follow us on you know uh, those social media um, platforms and you know come game with us we would uh, we would love to see you we've got a lot to offer
0: where can we find you Sergio here's where I usually plug realitybreach.com but it's kind of in flux right now it's 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 in a it's in a transition phase so uh, it's it's kind of a mess don't go to realitybreach.com what you need to do is subscribe to all of our social feeds on facebook on twitter uh you can follow shellheads on instagram uh you can also follow shellheads on on, on facebook and at the very least uh, subscribe to our podcasts on the podcast player of your preference Um, that, that means shellheads. That's reality breached, uh, our debriefing and cocktails, which is our James bond cast. Uh, we, we have a music podcast called, uh, dead scene kids that I really, really like to listen to. I'm not on it. I'm, I'm a fan. I, 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 I host it. So, so, you know, check that out. But again, realitybreached.com is going to look weird until the beginning of the year. So visit at your own risk that does it all right see you guys in two weeks i'm sergio i'm Jeb. and we're shellheads